Welcome to the Meet Hope podcast, where we have conversations about faith and hope. Hope is one church made of people living out their faith through two expressions, in person and online. We believe a hybrid faith experience can lead to a growing influence in our community and our world for the sake of others. Welcome to Hope. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Meet Hope Podcast. Today, I'm with Randy Peterson. Hi, Randy. Hi. And so together, we're going to be doing a three-part, three segments on uh, Advent. Now, you and I already did an Advent podcast where we talked about the um, the Advent wreath and ad- the season of Advent. But for this, we're going to be using three uh, stories or three, uh, uh, yeah, I guess three stories from a book that you recently wrote with your brother, Ken, yep. uh, called The Wonder of Christmas. And it's a devotional book with 25 uh, words and carols to celebrate Advent. And you gave me a copy when we were recording the Advent podcast. You know that. I'm kind of really telling our listeners. Uh, but I did read it, uh, Randy. I'm telling you that, that I did read it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't read it as a devotional. I just kind of read it straight through. Uh, I read the opening story and then just found myself uh, just just – plugging along and read through it, enjoyed it. Great insights that I found. And it actually was the idea for doing this now is that I liked it so much that I thought we should do an interview with you and kind of talk about these, uh, some of these uh, episodes that you have in the book, which I really enjoyed. So, so thanks for doing it. Thanks for being here. And so we're, uh, so what I liked is I kind of was pulling through, there's some traditional or typical stories from scripture that people hear about the Christmas story, Mary and Joseph and shepherds. And we kind of know those stories or we know a lot of that story, but I like, there are some pieces that I found that had some information and some ideas that maybe people don't know as much about. So, uh, so I pulled out the idea of a star, uh, the wise men, and gifts, and we're going to do them, I think, in that order is the way they're going to come through. Uh, so uh, I'm calling them these un- unsung heroes, right? So the star uh, always had a prominent place in the story, right? It's high in the manger scene, uh, There, but there isn't really a lot of talk about it. There's really just a few verses. So like Matthew 2, it says, and the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. So what was this that they saw, Randy? We don't know. Great answer. Okay. And that's the thing we need to remember in really throughout the Christmas story. There's Everyone loves Christmas so much. There's a lot of attention to every little detail of the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, we don't really know about mm-hmm. a lot of things. Where Scholars make good guesses about how things might have been in the ancient world. And the star is among those things. I think especially the, the star. Um the best scholarly opinion that I can imagine mm-hmm. is um, that it was a, uh, a a planetary conjunction. It was mm-hmm. two planets appearing in their orbits uh, right next to each other, which creates uh, an unusual level of brightness. Mm-hmm. So it looks like a very bright star. Right. And they didn't know anything about planets back in the the time of the Magi there, and so uh, it they all of those things were stars up there. So right. they say, okay, this is a special special star that is appearing there. Now, it was apparently, according to this theory, in the place in the sky 
guy that the Magi would have associated with uh, the Jews. Hmm, okay. That and I don't know. It might have been the the lion constellation that others call Leo, but that might be the there's a, a, a tradition of the lion of Judah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the case. Mm-hmm. I'm not an astrology expert You're not. or anything. I know ah, that's shocking, okay. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know um, uh, much about that. But but I, I the, this theory holds that this unusual brightness Mm -hmm. was occurring in a place that they associated with the Jews. Mm -hmm. And so they would assume this is a birth star. This is the announcement of the birth of someone special. And in fact, there are other historical examples of that. A Roman emperor would have a kid and the, the soothsayers would see some special heavenly thing that would alert them to right. uh-huh. some special birth, or so they interpreted it. In this case, it's not hard to imagine that the Magi saw this thing in the sky, associated with the Jews, said, great, let's get over to uh, to Jerusalem, the capital of Judea, and mm-hmm. ask the king about the birth that has happened in yeah. his family. Yeah. And they do that, and okay. of course, Herod has a whole different reaction right. to that, and uh, the story goes on from there. But, but- so let's stop there because I have a follow-up question. So how does a star that is millions and millions of miles away mark a spot, like a location on a map? Like it's not a – this isn't a Google Maps star, but how does – how does that happen? That's a great question. And uh, and so, yes, that theory kind of falls apart at a certain point. We'd need something else to, to fill in the gap there. How could any star mm-hmm. lead to – the house where where the child was. Um, we can sort of figure that if it was associated with Jews, it, it would get them to Jerusalem, right. the capital. They mm-hmm. would find out what was going on. And in fact, in Jerusalem, they were sent to Bethlehem because that's what the prophecies said. Right. So they're on their way to Bethlehem, but it really says the star led them. It you know it stood over where the where the child was. Yeah, yeah, I read it uh, stopped over the place where the child was. Right? Yeah. Um, one theory on this that I kind of like is the idea that it might have been an angel mm-hmm. or it might have been some of the other manifestation of God's presence. Mm-hmm. That, um, and we actually have these examples in Scripture. Angels often appear as beings of light and guide the people of God in interesting uh, situations. And so... Maybe that's the case. Uh, We also know, we've got that great example of the Israelites as they went through the wilderness after escaping from Egypt on Mm -hmm. the way to the promised land, uh, that they were led by a bright cloud uh, during the day, which became a fiery cloud at night, to lead them exactly where God wanted them to go. That's really the case here, where Mm -hmm. God wanted to lead them to the specific place. And so maybe it was, they associated it with the star, it was like the star up there suddenly came down here and was guiding them. Uh-huh. So we can understand how they might think that this was the manifestation of that that same star. Mm-hmm. And it was actually in the same way. It was God's provision, God's guidance to take them to the right place. So it's a theory. We don't really know any of this stuff, but mm-hmm. it's it's a good guess, I think. Yeah, and so, so this star that was either a, a real star – or an angelic star, which would still be real, but it would not be a star by definition. It would be an angel. Uh, at any rate, it was it, w- it was um, there was there was a path that these astrologers were following to find this birth 
of yes. this of the of the Messiah. Yes. Exactly. And that's what we know. We, we yeah. know what we see in the story. Mm-hmm. And all of those other explanations, it's, it's guesswork. Mm-hmm. Some of it is scholarly, but it's still guesswork. So, so really, people shouldn't just take anything that any scholar says about it. They should stick with the story. This is what we know. Anything else is just kind of the whipped cream on the top of the cake. Right, there. exactly. So so what about a so what why can't why don't you give us a so what? So <laughs> so what is significant about this for us today in the 21st century? Well, there's there's an important point here, and we'll get into it a, a little bit more in our next podcast, I think, uh, when we talk about who these magi were. But um, there's a strong tradition in the Old Testament that we find um, as people look into the heavens, into the skies, um, on the one hand, they see God at work. Uh, mm-hmm. They see the creator having made all the stars and the, and, and there are just some wonderful poetic bits in the old Testament about uh, celebrating the, uh, the creator God through the creation that he's Mm -hmm. made. Right. Um, However, uh, there's also the tendency of human beings to worship the creation rather than the creator. Right. Okay. And we see that too with regard to stars. And there were some people who got involved in kind of star worship. And there were the, some uh, some astrologers and soothsayers who would who would see signs in the stars and imagine mm-hmm. that their gods were talking to them or, mm-hmm. or something and and change their lives according to what they thought the stars were saying. In fact, there's one Israelite king, Manasseh, who was especially known for this. Not and, really, okay. And mm-hmm. is called out in scripture. No, don't worship the stars. Worship the God who made yeah. the stars. Okay. Um, so uh, th- there is this uh, continual challenge to us in scripture to worship God mm. alone and not any other star. Mm. Now, Nowadays, when we talk about stars yeah, and stars yeah. that we worship, we think of Taylor Swift. Yeah, you know, yeah we right. Think yeah, of celebrities the, the or sports stars. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And um, and w- often we can we can build our lives around these humans. There, mm-hmm. these stars that you know that we idolize. Mm-hmm. Um, we make them idols, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and no, we, uh, God says, don't do that. Worship me. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to what I want for you. Don't try to model your life after whoever your current hero is. Uh, listen to me. And I may lead you against the grain somehow. I may lead you to do something courageous. I may lead you to do something that all your friends are saying, no, that that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But but. Follow God mm-hmm. in this, and don't just follow whoever the star happens to yeah. be uh, that uh, who's popular at the time. Yeah. And we can even worship stars. In, in the idea of worshiping stars in that we worship the blessings that God has given us, right? So we worship our family we're excited about. We love our family, and we end up worshiping the blessings that God has given to us instead of worshiping God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. and so these are good things and I'm, yeah I'm not yeah or my my that, job yeah. or the finance yeah. my finances like I may I may be blessed with these things but I end up worshiping those things instead of worshiping the God who has given me these blessings 
Yeah, I I think we see in the first in the first two of the Ten Commandments some mm. really interesting. The first commandment: Do not have any other gods before me. Mm-hmm. The second commandment: Don't make a graven image. Yep. Uh, an engraved image. The idea is don't create an idol mm-hmm. of me. Um, and I'm, I use that King James English, so easily. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, <laughs> graven image. Um, but but that's it. It's don't make something mm-hmm. that even if it's even if it's an image of God, even if it's some kind of of carving of of God, don't worship that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I'm I'm not. I don't think that this is saying painters don't paint religious no, themes right, or exactly. uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. you can't enact something on a stage or it's not saying that it's saying um don't replace the living powerful invisible but but amazing god mm-hmm. with something to settle for some, something don't less settle for mm-hmm. something less mm-hmm. that's idolatry and yeah. uh, so even if it's the star of christmas yeah. we don't worship the star yeah, yeah. We don't worship anything in the Christmas story. We worship the God who gave us mm. the the Savior, Jesus. That's great, Narendra. Thank you so much for that. And you know what? We want to end these these Advent uh, uh, podcasts, these devotional podcasts, in a sense, with with something for us to consider. So I want to offer a question for you as we wrap up here. Is uh, for you listeners, what are the ways I might be worshiping a star? instead of Jesus. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we look forward to seeing you again real soon. Have a great day. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for being a part of the Hope community as we continue our conversations about faith and hope. If you don't already, please join us for worship on Sundays or on demand. You can learn more at meethope.org or find us on socials at Meet Hope Church.